let me tell y'all something. Okay, welcome to the podcast, All That Hate. Okay, let me tell y'all about these people on this podcast with me. Okay, I had a whole nother lovely intro for y'all, and they made me cut it. So now yeah. we being born. We being born. Derogatory. Yeah. <laughs> Very ghetto. Yeah. Women recommend. No, I get on here. Well, you know, <laughs> I do not recommend. <laughs> but that's fine. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Welcome hey. to yet another episode of Homegirls. I mean, shout out to y'all. Y'all still rolling with us? Like, shout out to y'all, huh? I mean, we haven't turned y'all away yet. And I hope right. I brought y'all homegirls, too. I mean, y'all might be our friends now. I'm going to just say y'all our friends. Yeah, like, they are I mean, friends. They are yeah, friends. y'all are friends. Y'all are friends now. Can y'all still rolling? Yeah, we friends. We friends. Um, but today we're going to be talking about the power of a competent woman. Actually, let, let, let me give y'all the real topic. Hold on. <clears throat> knowing your worth. Teaching women the true meaning of knowing what you bring to the table. Snap. Ooh, snap. Two snaps in a circle. Two snaps and a twist, honey. Two snaps and a twist. <laughs> love that. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, that was shout out. That, did that just tell our age and love and color? It did. I don't care, though. It I did, but that's fine because he was funny on that. He was okay. funny. Love okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, today we're just talking about the power of a confident woman to do. And I mean, you know, <laughs> like most of our podcasts, you know, I like to start off with some statistics. <laughs> Here we go. I mean, you know, just call me Google. I'm a Googler. Just call me Google. Um, but I just had to go and look up like just some statistics of women in the in the working world, you know, um, confidence plays a big role um, in our everyday life, but definitely in our uh, in our working life. And we kind of hit on this a couple of episodes back on Black Working Girl Magic, but this is just women in general. And then we'll kind of just head into how we're seemingly much more competent than men, but we're definitely less confident. Just that's what the studies show. Okay. Um, so according to a study uh, conducted by Columbia University and Goldman Sachs, um, it proved that companies who employ more women generally outperform competitors in every measure of profitability. Profitability. Okay. We can apparently we can apparently work, but we can't read. Don't judge. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, women make up more than half of the workforce. Um, we earn more college and graduate degrees versus men. I mean, we 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 do the damn thing. We do the damn thing. But I mean, apparently we're very very competent. But just study show that we're not competent. I mean, just in comparison to the opposite sex. Um, so there's a thing that has been labeled as the confidence gap. And it basically addresses um, the lack of confidence that women have versus men, basically. Um, there was an article on theatlantic.com um, that basically showed that women are much less self-assured than men. Um, and it may be because of like maternal instincts uh, triggering their emotions. And, you know, basically those maternal instincts make us feel guilty for giving 5,000% at work versus men who don't necessarily have those same instincts. Um, and it can make them perform a little bit you know, I guess without less as as much guilt as women tend to have. I don't really agree with that one for real, but it was like a really big part of the article. <laughs> but I mean, what y'all think? I mean, generally we're more equipped to do a job, but why aren't we confident in ourselves in doing it? I feel like in the workplace, 
if a woman is confident, she gets a bad rap. You know, she is the B word. She's bossy. She's, you know, intimidating. She's aggressive. She's all that, you know, but if a man does the same thing, you know, he's powerful and, you know, it's just the, the, the terms that we get described with versus the men is just more derogatory. And the ones that they describe the men with are more praiseworthy, you know? So I feel like, in the workplace, that's the reason why we have a confidence gap because when we come and we, we perform, we know our stuff, we're on task, we don't we, we get a negative connotation paired with that as compared to the men who gets, you know, praise for that. So I think that has a lot to do with us feeling, you know, as confident as we should in the workplace. Because we don't, yeah. you know, we don't want we don't want to be labeled. Like who wants to go to work labeled intimidating and aggressive? Just because right. I'm going to my job and I know what I'm doing. Like, nobody wants to deal with that at work. And another sad thing is your confidence is all, a lot of times it's, it's perceived as cockiness. And it's not that you're cocky, you're just confident because half the time the stuff that you're achieving, you can't believe you're achieving it. But it's sad that sometimes you have to dumb me down yourself because sometimes people take your confidence as cockiness and they'll try to do stuff to, to stop you from progressing. And it's mm-hmm. really sad that a lot of times you have to bring your confidence down just to go ahead, just to go ahead, because people will try to stop you and put up barriers. They're like, oh, no, she cocking us. We got to knock her down. And that's sad. Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes you're proud of yourself because you can't believe you did what you did. Yeah. And, but that was a big thing they spoke on, too, Erica, in that article. Like it was talking about how like women are more likely to be like, I don't know, you know, like try to figure out why they got specific jobs. You know, be like, yeah, I mean, there probably was someone else that was much more qualified, but, you know, I'm thankful or I'm lucky that I got it. But meanwhile, just like you said, like men can come off as more overconfident and it's not seemed... it's not seen as like threatening uh, versus us. Like we, if we're confident in ourselves, just like you said, Cole, you know, we are coming off as the B word, coming off as, you know, cocky, intimidating, all of that. Um, but I mean, how do we fight that though? How do we fight that? Because women, I mean, I guess we've come a long way since 1946. I mean, but... How do we fight that? I mean, not just in the workplace. I mean, that affects all types of male-female relationships, period. I don't think it's something for us to fight. It's the people around us that have to open their minds and understand that we can do these things. Like, I'm not, we shouldn't have to dim our light to make them feel more, you know, worthy or whatever. If you have a problem with me knowing my things and that's that's something that you got to deal with because I'm not about to dumb myself down and play like I don't know or I'm not as great as I am because that makes you feel a certain type of way. So I'm not in the, the business of trying to figure out how to combat it. They need to figure out how to deal with it. And that's that. <laughs> but E, but E kind of spoke on, you do feel like sometimes you have to tone it down. Yeah, like I really had to do that to get my position. Like... Like, it, it was me and another guy, we were going for the supervisor's position, and I, I, I toned it down to the interview, then I beasted the interview. It's kind of like, it's not you dumbing down yourself, you just don't give them everything. You give it to who needs to know. People at my job, they don't know that I was a supervisor in the lab before. They don't know that. But the people that need to know it, know it. So that's what I mean by dumbing down. It's just like, you have to withhold some information because you know that you're going to get that supervisor position when you started off as an inspector. You know that when one comes becomes open, you're going to get 
because you have experience, but you can't tell everybody that because sometimes they'll try to block you. That's what I meant by dumbing down. It's just that sometimes you got to withhold information. So when I got an interview, I beasted and I let them know, hey, I was a supervisor before. And that's one of the reasons why I got that was because I had previous experience that the person that was going against me didn't even know. And it's like, it's sad that you got to be that way. Well, I guess it's probably, and it probably also depends on what career you're in. Because I don't want, I don't think nobody wants no nurse that's dumbing themselves down. So I'm, let me just say that. So go ahead. No, I was just going to say, although I understand what Eric is saying, I don't lead like that. I don't, when I go into positions, I let it be known like, hey, this is, this is the position I'm applying for, but this is what I intend to do while I'm at the company. And it may be far-fetched for some, but at least they'll know, hey, she ain't coming here to play. So I'm always going to lead with what people almost probably deem as the unattainable, not even the unattainable, but something that, you know, I'm not letting them know like, oh, I'm coming here for this role and this is it. I want them to know I'm about to come in and I'm going to take over this shit. I'm about to dominate and you're going to see it through my work ethic. You know what I'm saying? No. I don't know that. Once you start, and this is in my my experience in my career path. Uh, so, so just to piggyback on what Courtney said, it's different in different roles. But in what I do, I feel like, especially as a black woman, I have to let them know I'm here for business because if I start off with dumbing it down or watering it down, then they're going to expect that and they're going to treat me as such. But if I come in and I let them know, hey, this is what I'm here for. This is my experience. I'm a senior CRA. And I'm like, I know my stuff. Like with that, they're going to know how to, how to like handle me or not handle me. Because mm-hmm. and see, the people that, the people that needed to know, know that like HR knew that my interview panel, they knew that. That's why I got top pay as an inspector mm-hmm. and they knew I wasn't in that position long. Mm-hmm. But I mean, as far as when I got the job, I didn't go on the floor telling everybody, Hey y'all, I was a supervisor. That's not their business. But as far as my boss and HR people that need to know, they knew. The interview panel, they knew. I didn't walk around the floor telling people, oh, yeah, I was a supervisor. I was supervised. I don't do that. Yeah. Right. You didn't. But, I mean, that kind of just hits on, like, how men, and I'm not saying all men are overconfident or whatever, but men would be more likely to exert that type of confidence mm-hmm. or exude that type of confidence in the workplace. Not even just in the workplace, but just in life in just general. Period. Just ego. As threatening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's acceptable. I'm sorry, go ahead, Chris. I was just saying it's accepted. It's widely accepted. And it's viewed on like, wow, he's got it together. Wow, he's this. Like it equates to almost like stature and how people view you. But if a woman does it, because I've been told when I was in management at a very large healthcare organization here that I was too assertive or you're too outspoken. But no, I'm not. I'm doing my job. I know. And that was one thing. I knew my stuff in every department, whether it was GI, biliary, uh, oncology. Like, I knew my stuff. So if I'm holding people accountable and you know it's the right thing to do, don't challenge that. I was always professional. I was always respectful. But it was like, ooh, you know, you have that sass to you. No, I don't have sass because I'm not going to let someone come into the meeting, my meeting, and dominate me being in a position of leadership but if a man does it it's like oh well he said what he said and it's like but I get told you're too assertive and you know you're too firm and maybe that wasn't the right course of action um yes it was you know so it's just it's one of those situations like Courtney was saying you you cannot dumb yourself down and it wasn't Mm -hmm. because especially being and I hate to bring it back to color 
But being a woman of color, I have to let you know that I am confident and I am sure in myself and my ability to do my job efficiently. And you know that if you didn't, you wouldn't have put me in a leadership role to teach that to others. We are both in the same field. We both are um, senior, uh, CRAs, which are, for those who don't know, it's clinical research associates. And I feel like with me, I have, and Chrissy probably can attest to this, on the flip side of from what Erica said again, I have to be assertive with my colleagues so because it's a, it's a, it's, it's a Caucasian-dominated field. And it's, it's a lot of males. It's a lot of females as well. So we don't really deal too much with the, the issue with the, the male dominance. But when it comes to having colleagues and people want to, how long have you been doing this? I need to let them know how long I've been doing it and that I'm a senior and I'm a senior for a reason. So you're not smarter than me. You're not going to do something better than me so that they know where it's an even playing field. And just to go back to what you said, Alex, this ain't the 1940s. They can keep that subservience, that, that whole mindset, because we're, women are doing way more than we did back then. So keep that in the household for the women that are the households and all of that extra stuff. For us that are working career women out here making it happen, it's, it's time to really like just change the narrative. And I feel like if you continue to feed into the notion of, hey, uh, I'm a, I want to I wanna play it safe, we're never going to get to what like the equal pay and all these other things because we're not testing that. Um, yeah. I posted something on our homegirls Instagram page. If you're not following us, follow us. Um, but anyways, uh, it's a real quick quote. I'm going to read it to you. It said, I advise women specifically to apply to stretch roles. Apply for the job even if you don't meet 10 out of 10 qualifications. Men apply if they meet 6 out of 10, studies show. We have to know we deserve more and that we have more to offer. Roles are meant to be grown into. And I just, I brought that up because it's kind of related to what we're talking about. Like, we got to stop thinking small and start thinking like, hey, we may not have it all, but we have enough. And if these men are out here bringing subpar qualifications and we have more qualifications, let's show that. I feel like the more we do that, we're going to show like, hey, y'all need us more than we need y'all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I preface this, uh, I guess this discussion with, you know, women's confidence in our jobs. And I feel like we are very confident, at least us as a group, we're very confident in how we operate at work. I know me, like I know my experience. I know what I can do. I've seen the change. I've seen results. I'm confident in myself as a woman at my job. But as women in general, do you feel like that same confidence follows you in your day-to-day? Does it follow you in your relationships? Are you putting forth that same confidence to your partner in accepting or not accepting what they're giving to you? You know, now that confidence is something different that I don't think all of us have on the same level as we do like at work. Now with that, I'm on a hundred because I've been through so much that I know what I bring to the table and I know what I'm worth and I'm really not afraid to eat alone. So when it comes to that, I know what I want. I know what I don't want. I know what I will want to sip. And so you can't meet me halfway or meet me all the way. Then we're not, we not supposed to be together. Like I can't, I can do too much to even like, if you want playing games and stuff, go play games by yourself. I'm okay with being single. Yeah, like, I have to agree with Erica on that. Like, I've eaten enough shit in situations, relationships with, you know, the opposite sex. I'm not dealing with that. Like, my peace, Mm -mm. my solidarity is my peace. I enjoy being by myself. It is a beautiful thing. Like, and don't get me wrong, like, I'm much madly in love, and I'm grateful I get to spend, you know, the rest of my life with my best friend. But if my best friend starts set tripping (laughs) in the next, you know, year or so, adios. I'm not dealing with that. Like I'm, I'm too good. I'm too great of a person, and my heart is pure, and so are my int- intentions to just 
deal with subpar behavior from somebody that I hold in such a high value. Like you're gonna be halfway, you're gonna exceed that. You know what I mean? But because we're in this together, we're we're on the same level. We're we're in this together. So if you feel like at the next point you don't want to do this, do me a favor. See you later. (laughs) And I'll be fine. You know, it's one of those things. You know, yeah, it hurt, but me sacrificing who I am is going to hurt me way more in the long run. And I'm not willing to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think we all had to go through some things to get to that point. You know, I know I can say like right now, oh yeah, I'm right on with you and Eve. Yeah. Like I know what I want. Same thing, John. I love him to death. You know what I'm saying? But it sucks that, yeah, I have got, not sucks, but I guess, you know, I have gotten to the point where, okay, if he were to walk out of this door right now, I'm going to cry for a bit but then I'm going to have to be okay because I've had to train myself to be okay with someone not being there, you know? Um, and it's, it's freeing to have that type of confidence, but it can be scary to an insecure man. It just can, you know, and an insecure man will try to tear down that confidence that, um, a woman has by, you know, whatever means he chooses to do so, whether it be disrespect, Mm. whatever, cheating, whatever the case may be, you really have to watch who you engage with and who you partner up with because your confidence can be torn down in a toxic relationship. I'm going to have a transparent moment real quick with y'all. So for the people that are listening, um, a couple of episodes ago when we talked about um, our troops, I, you know, pretty much let everyone know, I mean, all the listeners know that I, you know, at my at my past relationship was with a woman and so I obviously I guess I date both women and men I don't know whatever you want to call it I don't go by labels but anyways it was a it was a defining moment for me because when I dated men like which was all throughout my life up until two and a half years ago I was very confident I didn't take shit from no man that's just the kind of what we talked about in the other episode when I said Christy had to talk, tell me, hey, we don't handle things the way you do. Like, I was very hardcore. Nobody can get through to me. I was extremely confident. But when I started dating my, you know, um, my ex, she broke me down. And I think that was why it was so defining to me because at 32, 33 years old, I was finding myself dealing with stuff I had never dealt with before because I allowed someone to come in and just completely, completely break me down. And it's being a woman. Like for me, I smack somebody, like, you know, I'd be quick to let somebody know, like y'all just said in the last episode, Sade, if Sade say something to you, it's a problem. But I found myself completely broken down, no voice, nothing. You know, I just was completely a whole different person, unrecognizable to myself and all of my friends and family members. So that dynamic, just when we're talking about the women and men, the women versus men dynamic, that was kind of like my my issue in my relationship. But being out of it, I'm finding myself rebuilding it all over again. Because uh, basically, we all say men ain't shit. It can be, it's humans. Humans ain't shit, y'all, okay? <laughs> yeah no that's the thing and I mean I can speak from toxic relations I'm not just talking about like my marriage you know I've been in relationships before that so just a preference a preference it's not just about my marriage when I'm speaking about past relationships even though like that relationship was like almost my whole life um but but even the relationships before my ex-husband um most of them ended with cheating Mm -hmm. most of them um except for like one or two but 
pretty much all of them ended with cheating. And it had me sitting around, like for the longest, like I, I never was one to look for a relationship you know? So my thing is, I'm like, I'm so easygoing. Like I don't trip. I'm not one of these people that's out here nagging, blah, blah, blah. Why are these people constantly cheating on me or needing something more than me? And I think that was really what formed my like insecurities. Like, you know, I guess in my adult life, because I'm like, am I just not enough? Like, I mean, I know what I bring to the table. Like, I know I'm smart. I know, you know, I don't look half bad. Like, I know I'm, okay, I don't want to get into detail, but I know I, I bring some good stuff to the table. You cute, you cute, whatever. You cute or whatever. Yeah, you know, I know I bring some good stuff to the table. I'm just going to say that. Um, um, so, you know, look, you can read that how you want to read it. <laughs> but no, I mean, that, you know, that is really what broke down my confidence. It took me a minute to, build it anyway. I mean, cause we kind of hit on that in pretty hurts. Like I always thought I was kind of weird looking until like, you know, 17, 18. But then once I got into these relationships and I was being like cheated on, I'm like, I mean, what is it with me? And so I'm happy I had to go through one specific relationship and really build myself back up because it made me the woman that I am now to receive a relationship that, that fuels my confidence. And, you know, I know what I'm not going to take, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, for me, it was toxic relationships, toxic mm-hmm. relationships and infidelities. That's really what broke me down mentally as a confident woman, even though I know I could go to work, kill it, blah, blah, blah. blah I'm still sitting here like it's not feeling like enough partly because of those toxic relationships, you know? So yeah, I agree, Shuddy. Like a, sh- a relationship will really make you think twice about yourself and who you are, and it's crazy. Well, and you know what else? It's things like going back to like talking about, I think we talked about it in the subconscious episode when I mentioned therapy. Um, I have been, been for those who are listening, I, my, me and my father, my father is incarcerated. He has been for 22 years. So that lets you know, like he hasn't been around for a certain amount of time in my life. And until I went through this, uh, some issues that I recently dealt with, uh, one of my one of my friends who happens to be a, a therapist, shout out Devin, we're going to get Devin on the show. She's a bomb black therapist in Dallas. But anyways, she let me know, sis, you, sound, you have abandonment issues. And it was something I didn't even realize that I was facing or had any issues dealing with. But I think some of my issues and my confidence comes from the abandonment issues from not having my biological father in my life and then it being a topic. Like I remember my ex-boyfriend who I dated from, for like 10 years from college on, He, um, we broke up one time and he's very malicious at times. And he mentioned, don't date a daddy-less daughter. I'm sorry for putting the business out there, but whatever. Don't say it's it. Tra- real, look, real conversations, real issues, real homegirls. If you did it, it, so the it, it, might, it might be on the podcast, sis abroad, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, like he he tweeted about it, y'all, and said, never date a daddyless daughter. And that, I mean, this happened maybe like six years ago, but it like hit me so hard. And I never realized like, oh, am I dealing with daddy issues? And then I started thinking about the things that I was tolerating. Like you said, Alex, you tolerate throughout relationships and why, you know? And I started realizing like, that's something I'm dealing with. And then when my friend who's a therapist told me the abandonment part, I'm like, damn, I'm really dealing with some things that I've been internalizing. I didn't even realize were an issue and it's really breaking my confidence down. And in turn, it's allowing me or it's, it's making me deal with uh, people on levels that I shouldn't be. 
So mm-hmm. you know, all of that, it, it could be a multitude of things, the relationships, the things that you're holding inside. That's why therapy is real. It uncovers uh, that inner child and all of that stuff that you don't realize that you're battling and why you're battling it. I have to agree. I, I just, I know I was in a terrible, toxic situation and by far the worst one, honestly. And I didn't see it, but everybody around me could see that I was changing. I wasn't myself. And it was just a really nasty situation, honestly. And it really, it, it's, it's bad because what I dealt with during that time was, I was so depressed. I was so miserable. But I, I think I'm thankful for that time because I have been like born again into this purely confident, you know, uh, self-motivating like woman. Like I am the best version of myself because I hit rock bottom and I didn't see, like we talked about in the, in the other episode, the unchangeable change. I couldn't see that. So only thing I knew was like, this is my life. This is all I'm dealing with. Um, I'm miserable. Somebody fix it. But I thank God that, you know, that I went through that. And again, just being toxic and dealing with those kind of things, you know, it's just, you have to take a stop and look at yourself and know that, you know, you deserve better. Period. Right. We definitely deserve better. Yeah. That um toxic relationships will definitely, you know, play a part in that. I've had my issues with that, but we got an episode about that. So y'all hear about that later. <laughs> Look, we just spilled the toxic relationship piece. Carried away when you'd have been through some shit. Okay. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, somebody said toxic. What? Oh, because I can What's take it. I'm ready. I'm ready. I can go into that all day. Look. No, being confident just comes from all from being through toxic relationships, going through childhood trauma, dealing with excuse me, shitty ass people, period, in life, and coming out kicking, fighting, and still walking in your purpose and your truth. That's what confidence is. So yeah. I mean, if y'all been through some stuff, some bullshit, and y'all still killing it, still blessed. Beautiful, drinking water, but getting bigger money in your business. Hey, guess so, what? God is working, okay? <laughs> okay. But you know what, though, too? And, I mean, we talk about, like, how, you know, these past experience can, experiences can shape our confidence. But your confidence literally has to be worked on every day. Kind of like the subconscious we talked about. Yeah. Confidence is something that you have to constantly speak into yourself. And, like, I, I kind of touched on it before. Like, confidence has always been a thing, which is so weird to a lot of people. Like, a lot of people wouldn't think that I'm a very self-conscious person. But I'm a very very self-conscious person. Like I, you know, I battle back and forth with confidence all the time, like all the time. Um, and it's something that I have to consistently speak to myself about, like consistently speak to myself about. And I have to, just like my girls fuss at me, I have to accept when people are speaking life into me. I have to expect, you know, accept when people are complimenting me. I have to accept when people are, you know what I'm saying? Like giving good energy because for so long I, you know, negated that or felt like I didn't deserve it or, you know, whatever the case may be. So yeah, confidence is something that you have to work on every day. I know I do with my crazy ass. I don't know. <laughs> and I know one of the things we kind of like when we were coming up with this topic, we talked about comparing, uh, does, does the confidence issue come from comparing yourself to others? And I don't think I've ever, you know what, it's crazy. Well, I don't want to say it's crazy, but I... I don't think I've ever had that issue where I compare myself to others um, and, and kind of down myself. I'm just one of those type of chicks. Like if I see my friends, like I have a, 
an amazing set of friends, whether, you know, I talk about how smart Erica is and I cheated off of her all the time in undergrad. Um, you know, Chrissy can talk to your subconscious and all of this. Courtney is just like a freaking, she's like the pretty nerd, prettiest nerd I've ever known. I got doctor friends, all of these amazing people. And instead of being like, dang, she doing this, or she's doing that, and I'm not where I want to be, I've always used that as my push. Like, I'm like, dang, they doing it. I got to, you know, I got to set my level up because, like, they are motivating me. It's never right. been from a comparative standpoint. So I don't really understand that. But I have seen other people be, like, on Instagram or social media in general scrolling and, like, oh, dang, she got this, so now I got to go buy this. Or she's doing this, so let me go. And it's just, that's never been a thing that's made me feel like my confidence is lacking in any areas. It's always kind of motivated me. But what do y'all... What do y'all think about that? Sade, I am right along with you with the, everything that you just said. Like, I'm not with the, oh, my friend just did this, so let me, like, one-up her and do this. Like, that's not really, you know, where I'm at. My thing is, you can't be my friend if you're not doing nothing with yourself. Because we ain't got nothing in common. What we going to talk about all day? You know, I'm over here trying to make moves. You sitting over there trying to do whatever you trying to do. It's like, I can't only mesh with people that have something going on with them because y'all constantly motivate me or or feed my soul or my spirit in, you know, some, some way or another, you know? So it's like, I... All my friends, you can bet, believe all my friends are educated. They, they're smart. They bomb at whatever they do outside of their, you know, career. Because a lot of my people have, you know, outside hobbies or, you know, side hustles that they're amazing at. But it's like, and that, that amazing, you know, that motivates me to pick up a little side hustle instead of just being a nurse all, all the time, you know. But it's like, I can't surround myself with women who I call friends if they're not doing something with myself. So you better believe if you see me with somebody, my team is a motivated squad and they are crushing it and killing it every single last one of them because I can't surround myself with nothing else. Like you can't, you're not, you're not gonna be over here bringing down a property value sis. You gotta do something with your life to come over here. <laughs> okay. All that reverse gentrification yeah. sis. You got to go ahead with that. No, go ahead on with your bum self friends, okay? You can't be my friend and be no bum, okay? But you know what? And look, and as a disclaimer, and I know I can speak on behalf, like we're not saying, okay, everybody that's with us got to have a degree and got to be doing something. Ain't what we're saying. But if if the people around you are just bringing morale down and y'all not trying to do something with your life and trying to do something with yourself, since you're not around the right people, I have actually fallen off with people Girl. who drain my energy. And, you know, that energy. <laughs> girl, let me just say this. I listen to. Um, Living room. Girl. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me just say, Ed Milet, uh, he's uh, the CEO of like Max Out Company, whatever. I listen to his podcast. Ed said, if you notice that you have those friends who are constantly talking about what y'all did back in the day and oh, how those times were the good times. And that's all they talk about when you see them. No, it's never anything encouraging, nothing, you know, moving, nothing powerful. Stop dealing with those friends because they're no longer serving that friendship. And I tell Shadi this all the time. If somebody is not serving you in a friendship, they got to go. Mm-hmm. They got to go. I, I don't care where I, Bye. Hey, I don't care where Go on and get. Okay? <laughs> get. Like grandmommy say, get. Shout out to grandmommy, y'all. Okay? <laughs> That's a real thing. Like, I'm sorry. I cannot be friends with people who don't 
serve me. And I don't mean like you got to give me something to bring me something, but if you're not encouraging me, making me a better woman, a better mother, a better version of myself, and I call you a friend, I'll call you my sister, you got to go. And I did say, guys, you got to go. Because I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I mean, not only is one powerful woman powerful, but can you imagine a group of them? First of all, the devil loves discord. So, you know what I'm saying? His one of his main tactics, and I'm I'm turning into Sister Alex right quick, but I know one of the devil's main tactics is to insert people in the wrong circles, to bring discord, you know, to break confidence, to throw off missions, things like that. So yeah, man, like that's a big thing to make sure that your circle, you know, is boosting you and serving you, like Chrissy said, because sis, don't nobody want to see a big group of confident women. Okay. And if they're not, if they're not, it's time to switch your group. Okay. Because yeah. you are who you hang around. Like if you're around four millionaires, you'll become the fifth. I really believe in that. Like you surround yourself with like-minded individuals. And if you if you're the only one that has like some kind of confidence or go-getter spirit. Don't hang around a bunch of lazy people. Don't hang around other people like that. And that'll help you to stay a go-getter or to boost your confidence. And, like, you are who you surround yourself with. And that's really, really important. Right. And for those times when you are feeling, like, down or, you know, not at your highest level of confidence, when you have a squad of people that know who you are and know your work, they can remind you of that when you're feeling mm-hmm. down, you're not feeling at your highest. So that's yep. also another piece of... Who you, you are who you hang around because when you're down you need somebody to pray for you I know each and every one of y'all I can count on y'all to do that you know what I'm saying if I'm feeling like oh y'all I feel so hideous today y'all about to boost that ego and it's not about making me feel like oh I'm the baddest thing how you feel about yourself it's not only an internal thing but it's something that you exude so you can go around somebody else with that infectious negative energy and drain them and nobody wants that. So you you gotta you gotta watch who you hang around child. And you know what? That lack of confidence is draining too. Like if you like put your, you know, somebody that's constantly, you know, oh Lord, oh Giants, oh Lord, I ain't doing this with my oh Lord. And every time that person comes around, you gotta be you know, using all your energy to build them up. You're aggravating me now. You know, you're draining other people by not trying to find some sort of confidence with yourself. And I know some people, you know, depression is real. I'm not, you know, diminishing any of that. But those people that can help it, help it. You know, you got to help it. And I mean, I know me, like I said, confidence is something that I've struggled with like throughout my whole life. But I ain't gonna lie, my spirituality that's what makes me confident when I really remember who I am as a child of God and like, you know, know how he thinks about me. That's when, that's how I continuously rekindle my confidence every day. Cause I know God don't think I'm no, you know, I ain't, I ain't no slacker according to the big dog up there. You know what I'm saying? Um, so if, if that's the only thing that you can use to remind yourself daily of who you are as a person and what you bring to the table, Hey, that's to me, that's the best thing to have because you won't be afraid to eat alone, period. Exactly. And if you got to sign up on the app, I got about five apps that send me some type of spiritual alerts. And then we got Sister T. Shout out Dr. Nisi Marie. Come on, Dr. Nisi Marie. Getting us getting the mind, the body, and the spirit right. Right. She, she, she posts them every day, y'all. So y'all too can get these affirmations. In she the gram. Absolutely. She has about eight scriptures that she didn't send and then the daily scripture. It's a lot to read, but at the end of the day, they be right on time every single day. Like it's something that I either need to read or something that I'm feeling. So it's always right on time. So that that spiritual part that you just spoke to, Alex, is so real. 
Y'all ain't got God in your life. You might need to go get him. Child. Okay, Jesus is calling. Okay. Oh, y'all love Jesus is calling. That's a that's a real read. Like, yeah, you're just getting into your spirituality. You're just diving into religion. You just accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. Invest in the book Jesus is Calling. I'm telling y'all, it has changed my life. Um, and it has sown into my life greatly. It's the same thing every single year because the author hasn't written a new one, but that stuff still resonates from last year to this year and the year before. And it's crazy because it speaks to me even on, I'm like, how do you know I was going to be feeling like this again? Jesus, fix it. And you know, but after I read Jesus is Calling, I feel so good. And again, we talked about that in another episode, just having a relationship with God or whatever you believe in, whatever higher being, just dig deep to pull that out of yourself. Like Alex said, you can't, and Shade says all the time, cannot pour into an empty cup. So if your cup, your cup is empty and my cup is empty, baby, we is dehydrated. It's <laughs> we thirsty, sis. Okay. <laughs> Somebody help us, okay? Because we are in trouble. But yeah. we have to uplift one another and you have to know, like, look, stop having the pity party. I'll tell anybody, look, you got one day to be sad with me and that's it. I don't care anything about it. That's all you got. You got one day. Now show me how you're going to roll from this tomorrow and the next day and the next day. You cannot live in that moment. Cannot. So, Definitely. Sorry. So, I mean, yeah. And I mean, it's a big thing to make sure you, you know, you have to find your own um, personal way of boosting your own confidence. You do have to surround yourself around people that make you feel confident. Not necessarily, you know, people that are like just sucking your butt. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, people that are really like helping you to see the best in yourself. One of the biggest things is staying away from people that feed off of your lack of self-confidence. That is something that will kill you, period. It will mentally kill you um, to surround yourself or attach yourself to someone or, you know, that is feeding off the fact that you are not confident in yourself. Sweetheart, sweetheart, don't do it to yourself. <laughs> don't do it to yourself because you're going to set yourself up for a life of a lot of turmoil and just settling for much less than what you deserve, period. Uh, misery loves company. So mm-hmm. don't some people suck that right out of you, okay? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, confidence is a thing to work on. It. And it's not about being cocky. It's all about manifesting what is for you in this life. And if you aren't confident in who you are and what you deserve and what you bring to this table that you should build yourself, <laughs> you okay. know, you're not going to, you're not going manis- to manifest those things, period. You're just not. Yeah. Right. Period. And I have a period, Pooh. Uh, <laughs> I have a question um, to ask before, you know, we conclude, but how do you constantly remind yourself of your confidence in your self-worth? I want to hear what y'all have to say. And for me, I look at where I've been and where I am now. And I just thank God for the growth. I thank God that I'm constantly evolving. I thank God that I have the right people around me. And honestly, not to steal anything from y'all, I use y'all as confidence. Like you guys instill confidence in me as well. So it's just double affirmation that, hey, look, you are doing what you're supposed to be doing. You are growing. You are moving with purpose. So that's just something that I love and appreciate. So that's, I tell myself constantly, like, we built a whole podcast from shit. Like, knowledge, no nothing. And it is such an amazing platform for all the right reasons. So if you guys aren't confident about anything, 
Shout out to us because we have become producers, sound engineers, audio AV experts, uh, financial analysts, graphic designers. I don't know what's going to boost confidence more. Okay. Hey, hey, but not only that though, our kids are still alive. I mean, oh, mine got fed. We run They're fed and they're clean. What? They're clean children, sad children, and we still have time to record and put out like our life and share that with y'all. I'm confident that I'm doing something right in this life. So shout out to us and shout out to y'all. And, shout out and see, Jesus. Shout out and see what with me it's like um. I go off of my life because it's like I've been through so much and been burnt so much and just had so many doors closed on me that like right now I can pray on something and it had like soon it like happens. It manifests itself. And I have so many doors opening for me now. I keep saying, oh, Erica, you're doing something right. You're doing something right. Because when I wasn't living my life right or you don't have the right people in your life, that like sometimes your journey is for you. Your blessings are for you and everybody's not going to go on that ride with you. So a lot of times you block your own blessings by, you know, the people you try to bring along with you and it can be blocked for years. And I mean, the very days you let, you let go of that person or those people, it's just doors start opening for you. So with me, if I keep getting told, no, 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 it's like, wait, I'm not doing something right. It's the people or how I'm living. And I change it. And so it's like right now, I, I always tell myself, girl, you're doing something right. You're doing something right because doors just keep being open for me. Even with my twins, like now I have four kids. And at first I was like, well, how am I going to do this? How are we going to do this? You know, but even with them, like they're six months. I'm just now having to buy Pampers and wet wipes. They're six months with two of them. You know, saying, and I don't have to buy them my daughter any clothes or anything. So it's like, with me, it's like, that's a blessing it's own. I have two kids, two babies, and I haven't had to buy them anything. Sometimes you have to step back and say, okay, I'm doing something right. Thank you, Lord. And you just keep it moving. Girl, mm-hmm. favor ain't fair, but it's necessary, okay? <laughs> okay. I mean, I told y'all, I just be having to free me. That's, that's literally where my confidence comes from. It literally comes from prayer and just kind of, and kind of, yeah, like just looking back from where I came from and things that I've gone through, you know, times where I thought my mind, you, you know, that it's like, I think back on times where I probably should have lost my mind or think back on times where most people would think that I should have reacted a certain way, but I didn't, you know, and just watching my growth in those situations, I can agree with you, um, Shade, and those are the things that make me say, you know, hey, okay, I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I'm doing something. I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right as a woman. And my kids are have eaten and they're clean. That's the thing. That's the thing. Every time they're eating, <laughs> they've eaten and they're clean. I'm good with myself. <laughs> but no, I mean, that prayer and then just, I mean, just Hindsight. Sometimes hindsight is the best sight. Most of the time, hindsight is the best sight. And yeah, that's that's where my confidence comes from. The little bit that I be working with. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I feel like all everything that y'all said, um, and then just knowing that one of my favorite little quotes is God won't bring you to what he can't bring you through. And I've battled hmm. with it on my sickle cell all my life, but most people don't know it because I don't walk with that on my shoulder. I go around walking through life like, oh, I got sickle cell and I'm in the hospital and this and this and that. God has brought me through so much between relationships, life, you know, as far as just my health, career, family stuff. I have, I'm the oldest of five and my youngest sibling is 16 and she's my, she's my only sister. But when I see my little brothers wanting to go to college because of me, I got two brothers in college. Shout out Cam and Coy, Prayer View and, uh, you know, all of that. Shout out to my nephews. Okay. But, you know, 
to know that I played a part in that and that my little sister calls me for advice or this or she looks up to me. That kind of guides how I move and what I speak and what I say to her. And just even being on social media, I know that they're watching me. I got younger siblings and cousins and all of that that are watching me. So that makes me, I have to, it forces my confidence to always be present. So when you living for somebody else, whether it's your child or people that, you know, look up to you, you have a certain responsibility. So you don't have a choice but to be confident and lead with that. So right. that's my little spiel. Come on, spiel. That was a good spiel. Though. I love it. That was a good spiel. I love it. I'm warm inside. I love when episodes make me warm. I hope y'all are warm out there because I'm warm. Me. I'm out here warm and confident this evening. Okay. <laughs> warm and confident. But yeah, man, get you some homegirls. I mean, pub each other all day. Like every episode, we shouting each other out. But... This is real friendship. And this group of women, I mean, it really is. And I mean, we really try to push each other to be, you know, our best selves, to, you know, to know that we're worth everything that positive that's going to come to us, to know that we, you know, can manifest an abundance of whatever God has for us. And, you know, we, we make sure we don't go to bed without sometime during the day saying that to somebody. You know, so yeah, I mean, we're going to keep shouting each other out. And if y'all get tired, I mean, y'all can log off, but just make sure you got some friends like the girls on this podcast. Because somebody log off, okay. but keep subscribing. Yeah, keep subscribing. But, but you know, but, but, <laughs> but, but, but don't, but, but keep subscribing. I'm just saying, I was trying to be petty, low key, but no, keep subscribing. Um, but no, I mean, just get you some people that's, that's boosting you up. And, you know, remember who you are in God. Remember who you are, well, you know, in whatever deity that you believe in. And, and if that's the, the, the atom that you have to use to spark your little, you know, confidence molecule, then, <laughs> then go for it. <laughs> Sorry, I like science. Last thing, one little tidbit. Y'all know I always got something to say at the end, but anywho. What, what Marilyn Monroe said, sis, you know, you got a quote. What, 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 what? George Dandridge and all the other black beauties going forward, but um, nah, what I wanted to say is you never know the impact that you have on somebody. So when you see the next woman or person in general, compliment people. You never know what kind of they're having, what kind of battles they're fighting, anything. Somebody could be one to commit suicide and that one compliment or something that helps them build their confidence may make all the difference. So make sure that you're giving people their flowers while they're alive. I feel like all of that is important. So let's make sure that we're spreading that love, especially amongst our black women. We need to support each other a lot more. So make sure you're spreading that love Give people their flowers, whether you know them or not. Definitely. <laughs> yes. Oh, shoot. I almost fell again. What's with the problem? Y'all, the ghosts. I told y'all. We talked about these ghosts on the last episode. I'm telling y'all, the ghosts are real in my house. But anyway. Claiming after you, friend. I'm going to go ahead and bless bless your home. Okay, you just smudge the whole place, okay? He just tried to speak mad. You see how that devil works? We out here trying to speak life into people and again, they come and the devil is using his demons to trip me over the computer chair. He's trying to take me out. Y'all, I want y'all to know we record these on Zoom. Uh, we almost <laughs> lost our host just now. Her life was over. <laughs> <laughs> so, enough about me. Okay, go be confident and cue the music. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>